Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church. To find out more about the Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Good morning. Man, it is so good to see you here on Super Bowl Sunday. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Apparently none of your teams are playing or That's you're right. totally prepped for the Super Bowl. We aren't even, I don't even know what we're doing. I'm no. just going to mourn. I don't know who I'm supposed to cheer I'm, for tonight. You don't cheer for anybody but the Cowboys. Okay. That's our marriage stipulation. So <laughs> we, uh, that's about it, right? Anybody else not care? No, I'm kidding. I'm no. sure we'll watch it. and probably we'll just eat, eat good food today, eat right? amounts of food and right. uh, have fun. Anyways, for those of you that are out here very quietly this morning, my name is Carrie. This is my wife, Megan, and we're the pastors at the Movement Church. Can you just do me a favor? Can you just say good morning on the count of three as loud as you can? Ready? One, two, three. All right, that was great, you guys. So that was you. so good. <laughs> we are the lead pastors of the Movement Church, and man, we're excited about today. We got some great things in store for you. And at the Movement Church, it's okay if you kind of give us a little feedback. If you're hearing something, you're like, "Man, I like that." You say, "Yeah, try that." I say, "Yeah, man." And if it's deep and profound, just say, "Wow, wow." And if you don't like it, email somebody else because we don't know. I'm kidding. Let us know. But uh, <laughs> we're excited today. We want to dive into some very important things. But before we do that. Before we do, I've just got to say, hey, ladies that came out on Friday night for She Collective, how amazing was that? We had the best night. And if you didn't get to join us, don't worry. We're going to do it again. But let me tell you, we had so much fun. Uh, we had crazy melting cotton candy, blinking lights. Our bands led us an incredible set of worship. We heard from some amazing women who call the Movement Church home. And honestly, it was just such an incredible night. And so I'm expectant for all that God wants to do in the lives of our women at the Movement Church right. in this next year. It's going to be so good. Kind of all ramping up for connect groups, which are starting yeah. here this week. In I, fact, I think like tons of you signed up for connect groups. It was right. amazing. Today, right after our service, we will have a showcase for these connect groups, which means you can kind of meet the people who are leading them and kind of figure out which one works for you based upon your season of life, what day of the week it meets on. All the information will be provided for you. Well, they can text the word connect Come on. to the number that's going to be on the screen behind me. And if you do that, it will send you all the information about every single group. It's kind of like a menu, a digital yeah. menu for the groups. And then when you go out the doors today, you can talk to all the different leaders and say, okay, which one is right for me? What's going to work for me? And I think that's going to be great. And I want to just tell you too right now that for those of you that are kind of maybe new to faith, or exploring Christianity, I'm doing a specific connect group. I get to do a shameless, shameless plug, plug babe. Thursday nights, and it's called Launch. And we're going to unpack really the fundamentals of what is Christianity. And if you're just, there's no shame in this. It's going to be an amazing time. And if you're like, you know, I'd like to understand a little bit more. I'm going to be teaching this with one of our other pastors, Pastor Scott, and I'm really excited about it. So sign up today, even if you don't see me out there, because I want you to be a part of my connect group is going to be amazing, but that's not even it. That's not it? it. I actually have a huge favor to ask of our movement church family. So you're going to hear more about this at the end of the service today, but I've got to ask you a huge favor. So for the past almost five years, 
Pastor Carrie and I have been bragging about the incredible people that call the Movement Church home. We have been telling everyone we know that we are a part of the greatest church that we have ever been a part of in our lives. We have been bragging about you because you make the Movement Church what it is. And next Sunday, we have some incredible guest speakers coming to speak for us. And there's some of our pastors. They serve on our board of overseeing the church. But they are incredible pastors, but they're also like world-traveling communicators. I mean, they have an incredible word to share. Pastor Philip and Holly Wagner are going to be here with us in the house next Sunday morning. That's them. They pastor an incredible church in LA. They've been pastoring for 33 years. Hey, listen, you guys, there is something every one of us is going to be able to take away from what they have to share next weekend. But my big ask is this. We've been bragging about you. We've been telling about how incredible you are. So I'm asking you, please be here. Please be here next Sunday morning. Don't miss, it. Don't miss church. Show up. Give your all. Make us proud. Come on. And we're going to show them just how incredible the movement church is. We can't wait to have them here. Pastor Philip just wrote a book called Unlock Your Dreams. He'll be preaching about that specifically. He's got books that will be here if you'd like to purchase. And then that night is movement night. And Pastor yep. Holly is going to be teaching at our movement night. It's going to be amazing. But I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. They are incredible people. And they've got something specifically for you. Make us proud. Come out and be a part. I'm excited about it. It's going to be phenomenal. Is that cool? Can I get a what, what from some people out there? Awesome. The three of you. We get to talk a lot when it's the two of us on the stage on a Sunday. Today, we're actually sharing the pulpit today. We're, We're going to share some exciting things. And I've been told that when we preach together... We go long, and so we fired our whole team for saying that, but uh, I promise you we're going to be on time today, and the Super Bowl doesn't start till 3.30, so you got plenty of time to get to your parties, but today's a special day, and uh, the reason is we call this Vision Sunday, and what we do is unpack what we feel like God really wants to do at the Movement Church in the upcoming year, and this is not about the Movement Church, it's about us. We actually believe That the greatest season of your life is directly attached and tied to what God wants to do in and through his church. So today I'm going to unpack, or we're going to unpack, I'm going to preach concisely. Megan's probably going to go long-winded, but just, you know, y'all just forgive her in advance. But I want to unpack five vision statements that we're going to pursue at all costs at the Movement Church. But this isn't for the organization of the church Look at me for one minute. This is for all of us in this room. And I'm expectant, probably like I haven't been in a long time, about what God wants to do this year, 2017, not just in the movement church. Look at me for a moment. But in your lives, we've been spending the last three weeks praying specifically, strategically for you. Because I think God, I mean, how many of you are glad 2016 is over? Can I just get an amen? Look at that. I don't know anybody that doesn't feel that way. We should delete that year from the books. But we are starting a brand new year, even though it's February. And uh, God's going to do something great. So can we pray and we'll dive in today? And I believe God's going to do something awesome. So just bow your heads and close your eyes as we pray. God, we just thank you that you're here uh, doing something amazing. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to to gather together the freedoms that we have even as a nation. But God, I'm excited about what you're going to do in and through us today. So we just open our hearts and our minds to hear and receive whatever it is that you want to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 
Amen. Amen just means like, so be it. I'm in. I know you hear a lot of church folks say that, but that's what that means. I'm in. I want to talk to you about five vision statements for all of us. And this is really our heartbeat for the movement church. And we're going to kind of tag team through this. If you'd like to follow along and with your sermon notes, you can text the word notes to the number on the screen. If you haven't saved that, you probably don't love us at the Movement Church. We use it at least five times a Sunday. And that's going to give you a link to version Notes. It has everything in there. And then if you save it, you can go back and see your notes throughout the full year. And it also lets you know how many times you've actually been to church. It's kind of exciting. But that's another thing altogether. But let me just talk to you about five vision statements for all of us. And this isn't just for the Movement Church. But this is for those of us that are breathing in this room right now. And our first statement today is this. We will take our next step. We will take our next step. And I use the word we will on purpose. Like that strength to say not it's a good idea to or somebody ought to or maybe next month I'll. But no, we will take our next step. If you weren't here in the month of January, you missed a profound series called Next Steps, where we unpack God's promises for all mankind. This includes you and me, and we kind of dove into the depths of the details of this. But here's the thing. We want to always be moving forward, taking our next step. And we've actually created something that's a tool or a resource just for you. It's called a Next Step Finder. You can text the word Next Step to our number, and literally in just a few moments... By answering some questions honestly, on your phone or on your tablet or even, I think, just phone or tablet, it's going to let you know of a couple steps to potentially take, give you an opportunity to do that right here in the movement church. And here's my hope and my prayer, is that every three to six months, each of us can take that finder and go, hey, where am I at now currently, and what is my next step moving forward. In fact, you could right now, you can text the word next step to that number. And after church today, dive in. We've already had so many people go through this process. And here's the four areas it's going to point you in four directions. Number one, know God, just to start a relationship with Jesus. You don't have to get things perfect to get there. You just get to God and let him handle the rest. Number two, we want everybody to find freedom. What does that mean? That all of us have issues and we just got to figure out a way to work through it. But more importantly, we got to work through them together. The third thing is to discover your purpose. How did God intricately design you? Because listen, your, de- your design reveals your, de- your destiny. Yeah. And number four, thanks Megan for amening my preaching. It's so encouraging having you up here with us today. Right. Number four, us being me, I don't have split personalities. <laughs> number four is going to point you in the direction of making a difference. Listen, you haven't lived until you have literally driven your life around a group of friends to help make a difference in the lives of other people. And every three to six months, I believe you could literally take this finder. It's going to identify one or two or three things. And you could say, you know what, I can do that. And here's the great part. You take your time on it. Just take your next step. There's a passage of scripture where God gets frustrated with a church. Back in the first century church. So right in the beginning when he established his church. And we find this in the text of the Bible. The very last book called Revelation. Many of you have heard of it. Probably in correlation with some, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves demonic angel movie. But listen, it's a real book and there's some great passages for you. And there's this passage where God's talking to a specific trust church. And listen to what he says. Revelation 3, verse 15 and 16. It says this, I know you inside and out. This next little passage is kind of scary. It says, and I find little to my liking. That's not what you want to hear God say about you. 
Thank God he's not going to say that about the movement church. But I know you inside and out, and I find little to my liking. In fact, Psalms 44, 21 says that he knows the secrets of our heart. So many times I think we try to trick God to convince him that I'm actually feeling or living or thinking one way, but I'm really not. It's kind of like the idea that if, I, uh, if I'm secretly snacking but telling people I'm dieting, I'm still losing weight. Anybody? <laughs> you ever feel like if you eat things that nobody else sees, the calories don't count? Can anybody else Are you confessing? Thank you. I see a few hands go up like this. I'll never forget uh, when Pastor Jeremy and Jessica moved here the very first time. They stayed at our house while they were identifying. He's throwing you under apartment. the bus right now, Jeremy. Megan, Megan makes these amazing little Christmas delights that are pretzels with the Hershey Kiss on top of it and then like an M&M and there's white chocolate Hershey Kisses. There's cherry cordial Hershey Kisses and there's like dark chocolate. This is all I can do because I don't bake. But so she, she does it so well and pre-made. one night she made hundreds of them. Hundreds, maybe even thousands. And the next morning, they were gone. And I woke up, I was like, did you eat these, babies?" She goes, I didn't eat those. We drilled our kids and duct taped them to chairs. Did you eat these? And we didn't really. Finally, I talked to Jeremy, did you eat those? And he goes, eat what? <laughs> that sucker ate every single one of those things. We're praying for him. Y'all keep praying for him, too. But sometimes we feel like if nobody sees it, it doesn't really happen. God's saying, hey, I've seen you inside. I know your heart. Listen, listen to this next passage. He's frustrated with the church, and this is what he says. You're not hot, and you're not cold. Far better to be either cold or hot, but you're stale. You're stagnant, and you make me want to vomit. You're right. That's pretty intense, isn't it? Don't say that to your spouse. I don't think that's a good way to start the day off. Let's look at that word stagnant. What does that mean? To stop developing growing, progressing, or advancing. Look at me in the eyes for one moment. 2017, it'll be super easy to do nothing more when it comes to your faith. Super easy. But this never produces the life that we want. You know what stagnant water is? It stinks, and it has gross things growing in it. Can I get an amen? Right behind our house, there's no drainage, and they just keep, there's a section for like two weeks, the water did not stop. So we have like larvae and mosquitoes breeding. The nation of mosquitoes are behind my home right now. That's stagnant water. But look at progress. Progress is a movement toward a goal or a further or higher stage. Notice it doesn't say fast movement or slow movement. It doesn't say movement at the same speed of the progress of your friend. It just says movement. 1 Corinthians says this in 15, First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 58 says, With all this going for us, my dear, dear friends, stand your ground. In other words, be immovable. Don't allow your experiences to shape your faith. And don't hold back, but throw yourselves. Look, throw yourselves into the work of the master. That means excel more than you are now. Do more than where you currently are now. But why? Because God has some amazing promises for you. Confident, the scripture goes on to say, that nothing you do for him is a waste of time or a waste of effort. So our challenge and our hope is that no matter what it is, you'll simply take your next step. We will take our next we step. We will take our next step. And hey, listen, church, what Pastor Kerry just gave you a few moments ago when he, he said text this number, text the words next step, take the next step finder. Hey, this is as easy as something that is at your fingertips to help identify how to actually do that. So let's not just be hearers 
of the word. Let's be doers. Let's actually put this to action this year, right? Because we will take our next step, number one. And number two, we will help our friends take their next step. So what does that mean? That means that we have a responsibility to actually bring our friends to church, right? We've got to begin, church, to think through the lens of who is not here yet. Look around you, and if you see an empty seat beside you, I want you to think right now, who is not here yet? Who do I know that needs to be in this room? Every single one of us knows somebody. So let's make it our goal to never come to church alone, to always be inviting, but not just inviting, bringing our friends to church, right? Romans chapter 10, verse 14 through 17 says this, but how can people call for help? if they don't know who to trust. And doesn't that just describe most people's perceptions of the church? Not knowing if if they can trust the church, maybe never having any experience with the church and just going, I just don't know about that because I don't understand it. Or maybe having some poor experiences with the church and just saying, I don't want anything to do with that again. Isn't that most people's experience? But guess who shapes the perception of the church. You do. You shape the perception of the church. And so when we begin to look with the lens of who is not here yet, who can I bring with me to church, and we begin to talk about it and get excited about it, people want to be a part of something that is exciting, don't they? When you hear your friends talking about a restaurant that is so good, a brand new restaurant that opened up and they begin to describe the food that is there. And they begin to tell you, oh my goodness, you have got to go and like Nick's, you've got to go and have the butter cake. You have not lived life until you've that's had the butter true. cake at Nick's, right? That's not just an illustration. That is true. No, you need the buttercream cake. Like, that's that. should we make a sixth statement? We will eat Nick's buttercream cake. We should do that. All right, let's put that okay. on the notes. We'll there save we go. That All right. Later. But listen, you would go, wouldn't you? Because you hear the excitement and the passion that's inside of us about Nick's buttercream cake. All of you are probably going there instead of watching the Super Bowl today. But hey, let's get excited and talking about church. Let's start inviting people to church. The next part of the verse says this, how can they know who to trust if they have never heard of the one who can be trusted? You see, the reason that so many of us lack faith is because we're used to putting our our faith in things or in people and things and people, they're going to fail us. They will let us down. There is not a person in this room who has got it all together. I'm going to fail you. Pastor Kerry is going to fail you. The people around you are going to fail you. But let me tell you, if we begin to help people find how they can put their faith in the one person who will never let them down, the Bible says that the Lord will never leave you or forsake you. It says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if we could begin to point our friends in the direction of who Jesus is, the one foundation that will not disappoint us, that's when they begin to understand there's something more for me. And the scripture goes on to say, and how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? Do you know who the writer is talking about? He's talking about you. You. And you, and you, we have the responsibility. We have the responsibility to tell our friends about who Jesus is. And listen, if you don't know how to do that, we just have the responsibility to bring them to church because we'll do it. 
We'll do it. We have this responsibility. And the scripture continues and it says, that's why the scripture exclaims, a sight to take your breath away. Grand processions of people telling all the good things of God. And couldn't we just be that as the church? A sight that takes your breath away? When people come to the movement church, what if every time they came to the movement church, they just went, this is not what I thought church was going to be like. What if from the moment that they drove into the parking lot, they saw incredible parking lot people directing traffic and smiling and waving them in? What if we could be great greeters smiling and making them feel welcome? What if our kids' ministry was so amazing that kids didn't even want to go home? What if when they came into a service, they We will send your kids home, by the way, we with you. We will send your kids home. We're not keeping them for more than an hour and a half. We don't want to do that. Yeah. But what if when they came into service, they encountered the presence of God and just went, even though I may not understand this, there is something about this, a sight to take your breath away. So I want to encourage you. Let's start thinking about who is not here yet. Who do I need to be inviting to church and bringing with me? How do I help my friends take their next step? Now, what we're not saying is that you need to force them to take their next step. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink, right? But if we could just be the kind of people who are excited about what God is doing, and if we could just invite and bring our friends with us to church, then we give them the opportunity to take their next step and to be in an environment where God can do what he does best. Where God can do what he does best. This is our responsibility. So we're going to take our next step and we're going to help our friends take their next step. I love it. Number three, we will build authentic relationships. I put this in here because I've been watching and exploring Orange County and people in Orange County now for about half a decade, it seems like. Doing research, I've talked to great leaders in the area trying to figure out how do we impact a county where only 8% of its people go to church because I actually believe what it is that we say we believe. And I think one of the keys to this is actually building authentic relationships. Now, what I'm not talking about is super hospitable relationships or hyper cordial relationships. I've found that one of the most amazing things about where we live is you could bump into somebody that you've never met and sit down and have a great dinner conversation and enjoy the time and enjoy the company, but it doesn't necessarily mean it becomes authentic. You know what the definition of authentic is? It's not false or copied, but genuine and real. And I think the challenge is we're so used to presenting a copy. Do you remember back when we actually used paper for things and there was a thing called a copy machine and you lifted the lid and you would put paper on it and close it and push a button. Anybody remember these? And light would and it would spit out this exact mirror image of what was on the paper. Does anyone remember these machines or am I the only one? Okay. Or you put your hands or your face You'd put on your it hands or your face and that will stop there and we'll move on. And, and I remember you would be in, in work and there would be memos handed out or there would be things that handed out. Here is documentation for you and for me. And the problem was most of them were copies of copies. And then after a few years, it was a copy of a copy of a copy. And by the time you got the fourth or fifth copy, there was a corner missing because they didn't align the paper correctly. You know what I'm talking about? You can't even read it efficiently. They need to turn that toner up. This is problematic. And so now we don't even know what the document said because it was a copy of a copy of a copy. And this is how we're used to living. We have copied responses. 
in all of our interactions. And we're used to suffering alone. And as a result, I believe we've forgotten. We have forgotten what it's like to have great, real, and authentic relationships. Look at me in the eyes for a moment. You need a real godly relationship in your life. Well, you know, I've got my spouse, and that's great. That's important. But you need great friends around you who love the Lord. The word actually refers, the Bible refers to the church as a people. It's not a building. If the church was a building, then we would have a mascot that's a Seahawk painted on the floor below you. But the church isn't a building. That was a lot funnier than you laughed. The church is a people. And the Bible refers to the people as a body. In fact, we read about this in Romans chapter 12. Check this out. Verse 4 says this. In each way, we are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body, but as a chopped off finger or cut off toe, we would not amount to much, would we? In other words, listen, we are a collective unit, and all of us function together. You cut off my finger, and it's still going to be a finger, but it will not function. Are you tracking with me? The verse goes on to say this. So we, since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioned parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we are made to be without envious or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other, or trying to be something that you are not. We're a body. We belong to each other. And some of you may be thinking, well, I'm doing well. I don't really need other people. Well, listen, if there's an infection in your body, it's going to affect everything. Last year, I had an opportunity to go on a, basically an all-expenses-paid trip to Cancun. It was amazing. My wife and I were like super stoked. No kids, double blessing, Hallelujah. And I get there and I had a cut on the bottom of my foot that had gotten infected. And the infection grew. I couldn't put a shoe on because my foot was swelling. So I'm in Mexico. I've got to go to a Mexican urgent care. And I don't know what kind of drugs they're going to give me. I'm scared out of my mind. And while I was trying to be macho and make sure everything's good, I couldn't walk but more than this. I couldn't go into the sand. I couldn't go into the ocean. And it was just my foot. Just my foot. My mind was fine. My heart was fine. I wanted to be out in the sun, but I couldn't even go out there because walking outside of the hotel room was killing me. And you might think you're okay, and maybe you are, but that doesn't mean it removes you from the responsibility of building authentic relationships with people who may not be as healthy as you are. Let me say it another way. There's two guys camping in the woods one day, and they woke up in the middle of the night to find a bear standing over their sleeping bags growling and grunting and both of them were panicked and frozen until one of the guys started slowly reaching in to his sleeping bag and grabbing his sneakers and putting them on one at a time and lacing them up very slowly and cautiously and the camper that was next to him said what are you doing he said well you know that it's impossible for humans to outrun a bear don't you and he's like yeah he said i just need to run faster than you do and sometimes that's how we handle our relationships with each other I'm fine. I don't really need this, but maybe somebody else next to you does. And if we're not building authentic relationships, right here, if we're not building authentic relationships with each other, then we won't know. We won't know. 
We have a job to do. As we're exploring what God wants to do in our life, we have a job to help people along the way. And I think the question I hear people ask all the time is, well, how do I do that? How do I actually build an authentic relationship with someone? And the thing is, is it requires us stepping out of our comfort zone. I think we're, we're used to just putting up a front. We talked about this on Friday night and just acting like everything is great. We've got it all together. But the, the real way to form an authentic relationship is when we start asking the challenging questions. When we actually really care enough about someone to ask them the tough questions. It's asking questions like, hey, how is your marriage? And not just being okay with, it's great. It's great. There's no problems. Whose marriage ever has no problems? Uh, Anybody? Mine, mine never has problems. No. Hey, it's being, being real enough to ask those questions. How's your marriage? What's the greatest struggle for you right now? Hey, how's your thought life? What are you thinking about? What's your biggest struggle? What's your biggest struggle in life right now? How, how could I be praying for you? Maybe, maybe I have something that, that you don't have. Maybe I could share some of my experience with you. It's asking these questions and actually digging in to say, I care enough about you. I care enough about you to find out what's going on in your world. It's asking the questions like, what's your silver bullet? And you're like, what does that mean? What that means is, what's the one thing that could take you out? What's the one thing that you struggle with as an area of compromise in your life that could destroy your marriage, that could destroy your purpose? What's that one thing? And why ask those questions? It's not because we want to get in everybody's business, but it's because we want to say, hey, I'm going to come alongside of you. I'm going to be a real friend to you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to challenge you to be all that God's called you to be. We've got to be brave enough to ask the tough questions. And then we've got to be brave enough to answer them truthfully. Hey, listen, we've got to be brave enough to answer them truthfully. When someone who cares about us says, hey, how are you doing? How's your marriage? How's your thought life? What's going on with you? We've got to be brave enough and have the right kind of authentic relationships that we can actually be truthful and honest to be brave enough to answer those tough questions and just to say, hey, I'm struggling here. Why? Because the scripture says this in James 5, 16, confess to one another, therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. See, the Bible's really clear. Jesus offers us forgiveness. It happens in a moment. But healing comes when we confess our sins one to another. When we actually have people in our life who we say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. And we begin to get real. And we have the right kind of people around us who are not going to just go, I don't know what to do with that. But we're going to have the people around us that go, you know what? I may not have all the answers, but I'll pray with you. I'll fight with you. I'll stand with you. And let me tell you, Movement Church, you're going to find these kind of relationships and connect groups. So when you leave church today, don't just run through the people that are standing out there because you don't want to talk to anybody. You need this. I need this. We need real, authentic relationships. So be brave enough to ask the tough questions. And be brave enough to answer them truthfully. And then we'll take steps together. We'll take steps together. Yeah, and, and let me just give you a practical for a moment. 
I think for many of us, if you've ever had a rough relationship with uh, anybody, and I mean like a friendship relationship, anybody's ever stabbed you in the back or not been there when they said they would, this is challenging. So for some of us, our next step might be learning to trust again. That's good. But look at me in the eyes. You're not strong enough to do this alone. You're just not. So be brave enough to ask the tough questions. Be brave enough to answer them truthfully. But remember, we take steps together. In World War II, the German U-boats, which are submarines, were just annihilating our fleet in the Atlantic. They were sinking ship after ship after ship. And literally, it was like so bad that we thought we're going to lose this battle on the Atlantic and it might cost us the war. They couldn't figure out how to defeat these U-boats. They couldn't figure out how to get away from them until uh, they tried different types of maneuvers. There's some movies about it, but in real life, what happened is the, the naval fleet, they got together in squadrons of ships. They bunched up as close as they could possibly go, which meant that the fastest ships had to slow down to the speed of the slowest ship. And it changed the course of the war. Because the German U-boats' radars weren't able to detect accurately individual ships because what they were doing is identifying when something was isolated, and that's when they would hone in and kill. But once we realized, hey, wait a minute, if we can run together, we're going to win this war. And it turned the tide of the war in the Atlantic. So that means that some of us in here that are feeling strong and healthy, we're going to need to slow down to the speed of the people who aren't. Not in a a position of judgment, but from a position of, hey, I want to help you take your next step. And, you know, there's an African proverb. I believe I can do say this without butchering it, that if you want to run fast, run alone. But if you want to run far, run together. And that's our hope here. So look at me for a moment. Of all these statements, this one is the one that rings so true in my heart. Let's build authentic relationships. Not fake, not surface, but real relationships, because I believe God's going to do something unique with it. Absolutely. So listen, we're going to take our next step. We're going to help our friends take their next step. We will build authentic relationships. And number four, we will be a resource for our world. Listen, at the Movement Church, we are committed to being a resource both locally and globally. We're committed to making a difference with our lives as a church. We're going to help the homeless and the hurting The widows and the orphans, the broken, the forgotten, we are committed as a church to make a difference. In fact, one of the things that we're exploring right now for this next year is how can we as a church make a difference with the thousands of children that are in foster care here in Orange County? We're beginning to explore what does that look like? How can we actually make a difference? Because the word has commanded us to do this. And so at the Movement Church, we are committed to this. And I want to encourage you, hey, listen, every single year, we do some big initiatives. We do some big initiatives to reach out to the local community that we live in. In July, we'll have a serve day where our entire church will come together and we'll split forces and we'll go out into all areas of our community to help make a difference. We've got a connect group that's happening this semester that is going to feed the homeless on Saturdays and getting together to pray and have coffee. And I just want to encourage you, there's an opportunity that we have as a church to make a difference locally. We actually have organizations that are now reaching out to us, the Movement Church, because they know our heart. So every Christmas, we do what we call the Give Hope campaign. And we do this to give hope 
locally and globally. And we've been able to get to know the people in the school system and find out where are some families and some children that we can help who are really struggling. And so now we have this one specific school system who calls us every time a problem arises, every time there's something going on in a family that they don't know what to do. Hey, who do they call? The church. Because we're committed to being this. And not just locally, but also nationally. That's absolutely right. One of the big things and big areas that we invest in is not just in the resources to help the broken and the hurting and the orphan and the widows and yeah. the, the lost in this community, but we also are aggressive in investing in church plants because it's the church that brings the hope of the world. We invest 2% of our missions budget goes into church planting, and then we take and go over and above that. You got to see the Terra Novas that we're helping launch, the Fannings that are just down the street we're helping launch, and you're a part of that. Every time you contribute and invest in the movement, church, you're a part of that. Last year, you helped plant 79 churches nationwide, and on day one of those 79 churches alone, over a 1,000 people said yes to Jesus. And check this out. Every year, the organization we work with invests $15 million into world missions, and you're a part of that. So we're going to continue to do this in any way that we possibly can because it's not just about reaching locally. It's not just about reaching in our, in our nation, but it's also about reaching globally. It's global. We talk about this all the time, but we're a part of an organization called Children's Cup. We work with this organization called Children's Cup, and we as the Movement Church actually have a feeding site in Swaziland. A bunch of our church members I think we have got some photos. Go, huh? I think we have some we photos. Have some pictures? Awesome. So a bunch of our team got to go this last November to visit the feeding site that the Movement Church sponsors in Swaziland. And every single day, 320 children get a warm meal. Because of you, Movement Church. Every single day. <laughs> Wait, look at day. that. You've you got to move out of the way. You're I'm sorry. Look at his little face. <laughs> That's 320 kids. Day. And there's one lady who's running the whole thing. With 320 kids. Yeah. She's it's the greatest children's pastor just amazing. under Joe and Katie. But, uh, but pretty That's awesome. That's right. So we make sure that these kids get a warm meal every day. And then they have started this sponsorship program where we can actually sponsor children that are right there at our feeding site. And we currently sponsor you guys. Many of you sponsor 78 of the children who are there. And that means you help take care of medical needs and the costs for school and for uniforms so that these kids can be successful and accomplish all that God created them for. And we have 28 kids right now that are waiting to be sponsored. That's right. And on February 19th, we're going to give you an opportunity as a church to sponsor these 28 kids. I believe we're going to sponsor those kids <laughs> and we're going to say, hey, send us some more. I believe it's $40 a month, right? It's $35 a month. 35 And this, you, you get a chance. Can you go back to that picture right before? Uh, you can go with us. We're going to go in like, I think, 16 months. And that, that's one of the kids Sweet that she girl. sponsors. So you get to meet the children. You're part of $35. And, and we, if we get 28 kids sponsored, then this entire care point is fully functional and operational on its own. And they can hire a person to assist Pretty, the care point facilitator. Lord knows she needs it. She's two people. 320 now, kids. Now, those moms are bad mamma jammas. You don't want to jack with them. They will break you. But uh, it's pretty cool. But let me tell you another part of this. Do you have that last picture uh, of the young girl in front of the shipping container? So part of what they, they do is uh, this is on the site of our feeding site. And so they store food in this, but they also have chairs inside. And 25 kids do early education preschool in that shipping container. 
There's nothing else. There's no other structure there except for a lean-to where they cook food on. Because it's actually hard for children to get into school. Right. And so the early education is what ensures it's a game changer. the fact that they can actually get into school. And so this year, one of the aggressive things that we're going to do uh, is we want to build a care point on this facility. And this is a building that will do three things. Come on, we can give a hand clap. Um, I'll tell you what we want to do. It, it's a building. They, they've got... Uh, multiple care points all around the, the nation, so they've got this down to a science, um, and it does th- th- three things. Number one, the early education able to take take place inside the building. Number two, they can store and prepare the food specifically for this. And number three, we can plant the church on site, and they can hold church services there. And that's what we're committed to doing. This is going to cost $20,000 over and above our normal operations budget. And this year, I'm committed to making that thing take place. It doesn't matter what we got to do. And so we're going to sell, we're going to sell Jeremy if we have to and his guitar. No, I'm kidding. We're not really, but it's going to be amazing. And I want to challenge you to be a part of this. And let me tell you why, because uh, we're going to be a resource for our, our local and global region. And you may never go over there and meet these kiddos. And that doesn't matter because God's watching. And I believe we have a mandate. Let me tell you why, because we can do you know that where we live, the, right here, we exceed the cost of living of the nation, national average by 217%? That's not even a real percentage, but it is. So we can do this. Yeah. And we'll give you opportunity to tell you about this a little bit later in this year. And we're going to build a building for these kids before we have a building of our own. Yep. Because we're committed to being a resource. Come on, yeah. we're going to hand clap. Come Let's on. really hand clap. We're, we got to get these kids out of a shipping container and into a building. That's right. Where, where not only can they be in a better environment. You guys, it's hot in Swaziland. And they sit in baking in a shipping container so that they can have early education. We can do something about this. Because education changes everything it for them. It changes everything. And, and we know that we, we have the resource to do something about this. Some of you may even own a business. And you may go, you know what? My business could help make a difference in this. Listen, we can we can do right. this, and we're committed to doing this this year. Let me go ahead and invite the band to come up. We're almost finished. Just at one more point. So the five statements that we've made, even though I just said four, the five statements that we've made is we will, be a, we will take our next step, and we will help our friends take their next step. Number three, we will build authentic relationships. Number four, we will be a resource for our region and our world. And finally, this fifth thing. I hope you're taking notes because I, I, I've been praying through this thing, both Megan and I. And, and really, I've shared this before, but this is this thing that God just kind of challenged me with at the very end of last year, heading into this year. And number five is this. This three statements that we will pray like we don't know disappointment. We'll dream like we don't know discouragement. And we will fight. Like we don't know defeat. And the thing that I feel like God put on my heart, and that's why it's up here for you. I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but that's how God challenged me. Sometimes I think that we allow our disappointments to shape the way that we pray. And I just wonder, how would you pray if you didn't know disappointment? The word disappointment is kind of like this idea to miss an appointment, to miss an opportunity that something you were hoping for and expecting for didn't show up. And I wonder how we would pray if we didn't allow that to shape our faith. The second component is to dream like we don't know discouragement. And that's just discouragement in my mind is the idea to have courage again to dream. You know, the idea of a boxer that gets punched and knocked down, punched and knocked down, punched. If you get punched enough, 
you don't want to get back up again. And so maybe the challenge here is to have the courage to dream again. And then the last component is to fight like we don't know defeat. Fight like we don't know defeat. Hey, Movement Church, we're committed to these things. We're committed to taking our next step, to helping our friends take their next step, to building authentic relationships, to making a difference locally and globally. We're committed to praying like we don't know disappointment, to dreaming like we haven't known discouragement, and to fighting. We're committed to this. And listen, we are believing at the Movement Church that this year, in 2017, we are believing that this year we will grow exponentially as a church. Not just for the sake of numbers, but listen to me, everyone. Every number has a name, and every name has a story. That's right. And there is someone that you know that is not in this room today that needs to be here. Why? So that we can have big numbers of people? No, because they need to know that there is hope that is found in Jesus Christ. They need to know that no matter what situations they are facing in their life, that there is a God who can intervene in the midst of it. They need to know that there's hope. So we are committed to growing as a church. We're committed to bringing our friends and to seeing them encounter the hope that is found in Jesus. And we're not just committed to growing here as a church. Hey, listen, we see the Movement Church planting campuses all around Orange County, planting campuses and churches. They're going to actually reach more people for the cause of Christ. And you're a part of that. You are a part of that. Until you find your part and you say, you know what? I've got to bring these people with me. I've got to find my part that I was created to play. That's how we're going to do this. We're going to do it like Pastor Kerry said, together. We're going to do this together. We're committed to it. And we're committed that in 2017, we're going to pray and believe and see miracles like we've never seen before. I don't want to live just another mundane year. And I know you don't either. I want to see miracles take place in 2017. Marriages restored. People who are battling sickness healed. Why? Because we serve a God who is capable. And we want to see the power of the Holy Spirit move in this place in such a way that it changes lives. Because that's who God is and that's what he wants to do in your life and in mine. So we're going to do this together, Movement Church. So I hope you're taking notes on this stuff because this isn't about just what God wants to do in the church. This is about what God wants to do in your life and in mine. This is what God wants to do. So listen, let's run hard. Not to beca- so we can grow exhausted, but uh, let's run hard so we can keep reaching the hurting and the broken and the prisoner. I mean, this is what God said we're called to do. Let's make a difference and do it intentionally, not accidentally. So don't be a spectator. Be a participator. Jump in the journey and let's see what God can do through us. Will you stand to your feet? I want to pray for us right now. God, we thank you that you're in this place. And God, today we're committed that we're going to take our next step. We're committed, God, that we're going to build authentic relationships, bringing friends with us to take their step to God. We're committed to not just experiencing another year, but experiencing the greatest year of our lives. So, God, do something miraculous in our hearts and our lives now. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you sing with us? Let the storm within my heart won't let the darkness beat me down. Sing in the night, my hope alive in you. Yeah! I'll walk in the fire and not be burned. Pray in the fight and watch it turn. Jesus, today I give it all to you. Even when the world caves, even when the fight calls, you 
when the wars wish I'll take high Cause I know you are greater Forever you are Savior I will sing your praise With all that I have With all that I have darkness beat me down sing in the night my hope alive and new yeah and I'll walk through the fire and not be burned pray in the fight and watch it turn Jesus today I give it all to you yeah Jesus today I give it all to you Jesus today I give it all to you you know, before you're seated, let me just take a moment to just talk to a few of you who are here and may be challenged or wavering in your faith. This is why we exist. This is why we do what it is that we do. And I just want to challenge you. If you're wondering, how do I start? Where do I go from here? I want to tell you the first step for every person who wants to see God do something real is just simply to know God. And it's nothing extravagant. I'm not talking about church membership. And let me just give some freedoms to some of us in this room. It's not about eradicating or removing your past, but simply saying, God, I'm not right where I'm at. I want to change the life that I'm living and experiencing more that you have, that you have for me. It's as simple as making the statement, Jesus, I give you my life. And if you're here and you have never made that decision, you don't have to get everything perfect. But you got to start somewhere. And in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. And right where you're seated, nobody moving, nobody leaving, you, no embarrassment to you. I'm just going to challenge you to pray this prayer with me. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody looking around, nobody leaving yet. If you're here and you've never made this decision, you've never prayed this prayer, just simply state this from the depths of your heart. Just say, God, I know that you love me. I'm not perfect, God. I've got some things to work on. But I want to start something new today. And just from the depths of your heart, make this statement your own. Just say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you please email us at info at And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.